0: Good morning, it's Real Estate Daily and I'm your real estate guru. And today is all about objections. You know, the other day we we went over objections. And so this is kind of the part two to overcoming the most common objections out there that are bothering you from getting a listing into your pocket. We had a technical glitch on that day and it looks like part of the ending of the show may have been cut off for some of you. So I want to do a recap on that as well. But let me uh, start off with today is January 7th. We are in the seventh day of our 10-day challenge to put a listing in your pocket in the first 10 days of the year, growing your business directly that's exactly what we do here at this channel. That's exactly what we do here at the business. We coach you. We help you. We help you build your business. I want you to have uh, a, the largest business ever, certainly larger than last year. And I'll tell you, for some of us, last year was explosive. And we can do better this year. No, no doubt about it. Okay, so we're in the, in the 10-day challenge. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. So you can be part of the members-only events that are coming out there. We already had one this week. Excuse me, (laughs) we had one on on Wednesday. And um, you, if you schedule, or excuse me, if you subscribe to the channel, you have access to the members-only events. And you don't want to miss them. They take a deep dive. It doesn't cost you anything. All you need to do is hit the subscribe button. Of course, I would love it if you'd hit the like button. That I tell you, That is so meaningful. I love it when people hit the, lo- the like button or send a heart over. They send something over and it's, I can hardly tell you how meaningful that is. It, it really warms a person's heart to, to get the like button smashed. So please take some time and do that. Let's jump into objections. First, I want to start off with a recap because part of that show was cut off. We started off with the standard objection that almost everybody starts off with, and that is we're going to wait to spring. And then in spring, it's we're going to wait to summer. And in summer, it's, well, we're going to wait till later in the fall, and then it circles back around to we're going to wait to spring again. It's wait, wait, wait. It's always the wait. This objection is shallow. But it is an objection that you have to overcome if you're going to be able to set the appointment. Oh, it's good to talk with you, Rod. But we're going to wait and interview people probably in, in in May when the market's hot. So overcoming the objection of waiting is Quite simple, but you've got to have your language down. You've got to practice your language. You have to have it top of mind. Okay, Rod. Hi. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wait until until May when the market's hotter. Well, you know what has me worried about that, uh, Mister Seller, Mrs. Seller. And they're gonna say no. Well, we're in the hottest market right now that we've had in over thirty years, and right now. We have less competition. So tell me, are you willing to take less money for your home in May? Of course, they're going to be saying, no, I'm not willing to take less money for my home. Are you crazy? Well, that's what has me concerned. Because right now, we have limited competition for your home. You can slip in with a hot buyer's market. And have limited competition where if you wait into May, you're going to have a lot more competition for your home because of how many people will be putting their homes on the market at that time. Even though we're in an inventory shortage, you guys, even though we're in an inventory shortage, there's still going to be a lot more homes hit the market at that point. We all, as professionals, we all know this. It, there's no question about it. The the second objection, just this is just a review from the last video on going over, overcoming objections. The second big objection always comes at you is I have to talk to my significant other. I have to talk to my spouse, husband, wife, wh- whoever. They have to talk to them about you know, having a meeting with you which costs them nothing. This is nothing more than a distractor. If your answer to this is, oh, well, call me next week if you're interested. They're never going to call you. They're not going to get back a hold of you. That's not going to happen. You have just walked on from a deal. So When they say it, they have to, and we'll just say spouse, but it could be significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, that they declare this person to be. Your answer is, well, aren't aren't they interested in getting as much for the home as possible? Were, Were they on board with selling the home when you first started thinking about selling? Now, this is engagement. This is driving down into motive. This is driving down into relationship and understanding the mentality of where they're coming from. And it's making them put up an answer. And the answer is likely going to be, well, they're for selling the house. And I don't care what they say next. It's, well, then let's do the right thing. And let's schedule a meeting to discuss the data in your home about selling tomorrow at 2 or 4 p.m. So what works best for you and your significant other 2 or 4 p.m. tomorrow? That puts the power into your pocket. That puts the power right in your hand because now you have put out the the fire that they think they have burning. Oh, I've put this great objection up. And you've simply turned tables on them and said, Well, aren't they, weren't they on board with selling the house? For them to say no would have to mean that they are being manipulative to their significant other or lying. People don't like that. You want to make it easy for people to say yes. You know, breaking these barriers down is difficult to the untrained. But you're here, and we're talking through it. And after this, you're going to be able to break these barriers down, no problem. This is not going to be a big barrier for you. But let me tell you, you don't want to negotiate the specifics of a deal on the phone. On the phone, on video, whatever it is. You don't want to just negotiate the specifics over electronics. You want to be in front of the person. You want to be face-to-face, hopefully sitting at their kitchen table. Because the kitchen table, for most, most people, it's where decisions are made. It's where life decisions are made. We call it the negotiation table. But when the daughter of the family steps up to tell mom and dad she is going to get married or move out of the house or she's chosen a college, where does it happen? It usually happens at the kitchen table. The kitchen table is the common place for families where big decisions are made. And you want to get yourself in front of these people after putting out these objections and setting the appointment. Remember, articles of persuasion is attention getter, which we went over attention getter, causing interest, having them say, wow, that's very interesting, and then setting the appointment. Your call to action, setting the appointment. You don't go further. You stop there. Never negotiate dollars, commissions, specifics of the deal on the phone or any kind of electronics. Because you want to be in front of them. It is critical to be in front of them because you need to show that you are a real, live, air-breathing person. I I chuckle because, you know, people think all kinds of things about people on the phone and across electronics. Who who are you? What's going on? Until you have a relationship, you don't want to discuss those kind of things because they're considered private. They're confidential. They're private in nature. And you need a deeper relationship with the seller to pull that together. So don't try to take the next step on the phone. It won't go well for you 99% of the time. Now, you get lucky and someone says, let's go ahead and put a deal together. That's terrific. Kudos to you. I love it. By the way, I'd love to hear from you in the chat room as to what, what kind of objections are you seeing right now? Are you seeing any new objections or are all the objections still the, the same old, uh, I want to wait till spring, uh, I, I need to talk to my spouse? Uh, are you still seeing those are the two big ones? What else are you seeing objection wise that's in the market right now? Now I am adding two more. So that's just a quick review of where we were at on objections, but I want to do add two more down going down the list of large objections that sit out there that people think, oh, I you know, I, I've got this objection, and you won't be able to do anything about it. So I'm going to lay it on you and you're just going to roll over. And but the but the answer is no, you're going to have an answer. The next objection is. I need to remodel my kitchen. I need to remodel my bathroom. I'm doing a floor remodel. We're remodeling right now. And I need, we need to talk in May or June. I'm planning a remodel and I have contractors coming over. And why don't we talk after I talk to the contractor? All of these type of remodel questions sit out there and they're nothing more than a distractor. Your answer to the remodel question is fantastic. I love the fact that you're looking at remodel. What would you think if I could put more money in your pocket now for the home without it being remodeled than you could after remodel? And they're going to say to that, well, I don't think you could do that. Well, let's get together tomorrow at 2 or 4, and let me show you the data of what your home is currently worth. So we have a benchmark on this. And then we'll take a look together at what you're planning to remodel in the home and what the value of that remodel might be. Let me tell you what people commonly think about remodel. They put ten thousand dollars into their home; they're going to get forty thousand out. I, I'm telling you, this is what people think. This is. Let, let me know in the chat room. What, what have you heard from people? Generally, what people think on this is they put a dollar in, they get four out, because what they're thinking of is new construction and things like this. It doesn't work that way for standard standing homes that are being remodeled number 1 now this is huge in in the land of remodel and we're talking you know we're overcoming these objections but you've got to know what sits behind the the concept of remodel so you can continue putting out that objection what sits behind it is the concept of value versus desire value versus desire value is you've added dollars to the house Desire is you've made it more desirable, but people won't pay more for it. So you remodel a kitchen, and we're talking about a kitchen that's already functioning. It's not in a travesty situation. It's just old. Now you remodel it to something more updated. Will people pay more for that? Generally not. Not. But they will love it more, and you might get more offers on the table because they desire it more. Now, let's move that over to you have one bathroom in the house, and you got the permits, and you have a contractor, and you expanded that to a second bathroom for the house. You've added value generally to a house because you've added square footage. And you've added a very valuable thing in our society. And that is another bathroom. That's adding value. So the the value of the home now literally is going to go up most generally. Most of the time it will go up. You added a bedroom. You went from a two-bedroom to a three-bedroom. Four-bedroom to five-bedroom is not nearly the value. But... One to two, two to three, you're getting huge value with that if you're adding bedrooms. You're adding square footage, you're adding bedrooms. This makes your home fit more of the families that are out there. You're adding value. Remodeling something. Uh, Homeowners are shocked to find out when they put this objection up and you go into the home and you talk to them about it. They're shocked to find out. That their remodel really isn't going to get a lot more money because they're thinking, well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to put in new carpets. My carpets are stained, right? And maybe you should think about cleaning the carpets instead of replacing them, or give a carpet allowance because replacing carpets is thousands of dollars. And they're thinking, wow, I'll put in new carpets and it's going to cost me, let's just pick a number and say, it's going to cost me $3,000 to put my carpets in. And I'm going to get, you know, for every dollar, three to $4 out of it. No, you're not. You're going to make your house more desirable because it has new carpets, but the desire is a good feeling, but doesn't equate to more value. It's like putting a brand new roof on you're just maintaining the status quo of what the house is actually worth. That kind of remodel keeps the home up to what it should be worth, doesn't raise the value of the home. Whereas adding rooms, adding bathrooms, adding square footage to the home. And of course it all has to be done in in permits and done correctly that will actually add value most of the time to the home. So this concept of remodel, you need to get in front of them, ignore it, say that is fantastic. I'm excited to see what you're doing. Let's take a look and see if that's one of the items that's actually going to add value to your home or is it going to add desire? And they're going to say, what do you mean by that? Well, We will talk deep about that when we get together tomorrow at 2 or 4 p.m., what works best for you and your your significant other. You see how we're always moving to close. We are constantly moving to close the deal. So, so far, we've talked about wait. They want to wait. I love the wait objection because it's this eternal, I'm waiting around the clock of the year. It, it never ends, but waiting is not really what people end up doing. They're just saying that. that. That's all they're doing. They're just simply saying it. Then they, then you have the the standard spousal objection, the significant other objection, where they're saying they have to talk to somebody else. I've got to talk to my mom, my dad, my spouse, my significant other. Maybe they're talking to they're talking to their dog. I, I, I don't know. Pardon me. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Let me take a sip of coffee here. I hope you're having a great morning. I love this business. I I hope that you love it as much as I do. I love the business because of the connection we get to have with the public. You get to make great friends, great relationships. But it always starts off in this quirky thing of objections. Where they're making objections to you. But then you develop this great relationship. And nobody remembers that it started off in you having to overcome these quirky objections. It it starts off this way but results in a wonderful wonderful relationship. By the time you sell someone's house, you have sold something for them so significant in their life. It's for most people, their home is their largest asset they have. And when I say most, it's by by and large like way up in the you know 95 98% probably of people. This is the asset of their life. This is what they have. This plus their retirements from their job or their careers, this is what they have. There can be no mistakes. That's why you as a professional need to be involved with them in understanding their motives. It's not just, oh, yeah, hand me the reins of your house. I'll go, I'll go sell it for you. No, no big deal. And without understanding, you need to understand the people. So a motive is so critical here to understanding the motive of what the seller, as well as your buyers understanding where they want to go, what they want to do and how they want to do it. Why that is so unbelievably critical to moving it forward because you can, you can have people, you you have helped so substantially. I, 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 can hardly count the amount of people I've helped m- move into a situation. They didn't think they'd be able to retire. But by selling and rebuying and moving assets around, we were able to help them retire. But it always goes back to starting off the relationship with these with these quirky objections. And the objections, really, you know, they never change over time. They've been this way for years and years and years. Because this is how people think. You and I would have probably the same objections when some odd person calls you up and wants to talk about the biggest asset in your life. Pardon me? Well, we got wind out here today like crazy. I mean, Corbett, Oregon is known for wind. We get wind like 30, 40 mile an hour all the time. But today we're having gusts up there around 70 Somewhere in this, I think the 60s, 70 mile an hour area, and every year we tend to get winds in this area of 90 to 100, at least for a short period of time, gusts up to that level. It can the mouth of the gorge can really crank it up. All right, let's get on to our fourth objection that we're talking about today. And our fourth objection, you know they're all they're all a little silly when it comes down to it because they're just objections. The fourth objection that is common out there is I it, it's tied to the wait objection. So they're, they're tied together. I need to wait because you can't get enough money in this market. I need to wait for the market to catch up to me so I can make enough money on this home. Now, there are assumptions in this. That they actually know the market as well as you do, they're not recognizing that we are at an over 30-year high of the market right now. Right now, we're at an over 30-year high of the market. If they can't get the dollars they need for this house right now, maybe they're going to be waiting not months, but a long, long time. Because the market is on. Fire. absolutely, And we have, for, for the seller, what an amazing time of almost no competition. There are so few homes on the market right now. You might be the only one in your entire neighborhood area. You can command a price that is just substantial with competing offers. It is amazing. But this... The fourth objection that I don't think my house is worth enough yet. Your answer to that again is simple. I inter- now repeating the question to them often is terrific because it shows that you are listening and people want to be heard. You can't just you know overlook them and just move on. You have to discuss this with them. I understand, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, that you are concerned that your home may not be worth enough. I have been pulling comparative market data on your home in your neighborhood. And I look forward to sharing this data with you so you have the data in your pocket. I'll share it with you at 2 or 4 p.m. tomorrow. Now, they're going to say, they're going to say directly to you, well, what is it worth? When we get together tomorrow at 2 or 4 p.m., I will share this with you directly and give you all the data. Just tell me the number. Just tell me. That's what they're going to say. Just tell me the number. That's all I want to know is tell me. Do not tell them the number. Now, you've got their attention. You've engaged in a conversation. You know you have their attention because they're asking now their way into your head on this. This is amazing. What you need to do is just simply hold to it and say, the data is confusing, but I have pulled it together into some spreadsheets that are highly visual for you. And I look forward to getting together with you and your spouse tomorrow at 2 or 4 p.m. What works best for you? 2 or 4 p.m. Don't quote numbers over the phone. Don't quote numbers over the technology unless you have a relationship with these people already. I'm talking about new new listings. You don't have a relationship with these people. You don't want to give away the number because they're going to think that by giving, getting the number. So all of a sudden you say $400,000. Well, they think then that's all you have to offer. Now, we know that's not true. The the number is not all you have to offer. It's your analysis and your negotiation skills that you have to offer. But you've got to get in front of them to show that you are a living, breathing human being, professional that knows their neighborhood and understands how to get this number for them and why getting this number for them is within your marketing abilities and how you would go about doing it. Of course, you're taking a contract to be signed, of course. These are the four big objections. There are others, look forward to hearing from you on the chat about them. Now, if you're having trouble getting people in your pipeline, here we are in 22, you should be having the career of a lifetime. If you're not having that career of a lifetime yet, we are here to help you build. We have a Kickstarter program. We have live coaching one-on-one. You're not put into a big coaching pool of people. We have live coaching one-on-one to build your business directly. That's what you want. You want answers directly. You want people who can help you build your business and understand your motives and where you're at in your market. That is critical. That's what you that's what you need. Your family deserves it. You deserve it. You got into this career because you love real estate. And like a lot of people, you find maybe that you don't have as many leads. As you need. And a lead is not a client. And you don't even have enough leads. If you don't have enough leads, you certainly won't have enough clients. There's no doubt about that. We absolutely know it. You don't have enough leads, you won't have enough clients. Well, we can help solve that. We can help you build the business of a lifetime. And it can start in the year 22 in January right now with live coaching and our Kickstarter program. We can put you on top. Now, the next thing I need you to do is hit the subscribe button so you it opens up the members only opportunities for you and hit the like button. I would love it if you'd hit the like button. I, You know, I'm just, I find it fun that people hit the like button and it, it sends out... It sends over just the, the quick message of, hey, I enjoy this. And, and also, you can listen to this on podcast. We are simulcast over on podcast. There is a delay on the podcast, unfortunately, but the podcasts are over there. They come up come up uh, a day or two later, but the whole show is available on the podcast. The members only part is not at this point. You will have to subscribe on YouTube at this point to get to the members only as a subscriber, to become a guru member. Thank you so much. I look forward to helping you build your business. This is Real Estate Daily, and I am your real estate guru, and we'll be talking tomorrow.